The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. So far, anyway, Nick Casario's been a positive to the Texans as far as their coaching search. Because since he's been here, they've gone from having not even requested an interview with BNME to getting one. They went from Matt Everflew saying thanks but no thanks to him taking an interview. Right. But I think Nick Casario in general is going to be a good thing for this team in the long term. It'd be nice if he didn't have to have Jack Easterby stink on him, but that, uh, that that's part of the game, I suppose. I do think that Deshaun has a lot of power here, yeah. but I don't think he has all the cards. That doesn't sound right to me. Well, his point was, oh, he'll just go to him and say, I only want to be traded to this team, or if you try to trade me to Chicago and I don't want to go, uh, well, basically, you'll tell him, if you want out, then you got to take the deal we get. But I don't think he's going anywhere, and I think this is all kind of pointless. And so I think the Texans get the enemy and Watson stays. I think if they make that higher, then there's a real good chance he stays. And I think there's a real good chance he stays anyway, because the Texans could just say, guys, we can't do it. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Our number three, 713. 780 ESPN is your number 713-780-3776 or get us on the Blitz Facebook page find the Blitz click like send a message you're good to go Twitter at Fred Power F-A-O-U-R at AJ is the real at Aaron is Blitz at Degenerates 975 you can text the show you know the number for that you can watch us on Twitch twitch.tv slash ESPN 975 and uh, miss the first two hours well, the Texans talk a lot of talk about the playoffs over the weekend and you know what? Totally cool with that because that's what's happening in the world, man. And um, we were talking a little bit about it. when when is a quarterback like this been traded before? And I think the closest we could come up with was Jay Cutler after three years with Denver. And Aaron managed to come up with what he wound up, what they got for their return. So they traded Cutler for Kyle Orton. A first and third round pick in 2009 and a first round pick in 2010. Okay. So two firsts and a third and Kyle Orton, which, okay. Okay. Uh, On the surface, it does look good, right? So here's who they selected. Kyle Orton, mind you, at the time, and I mean, in hindsight, that sounds silly, but Kyle Orton at the time seemed to be a young quarterback with some upside. Yeah, yeah. I I would compare, like... He was a less sexy version of Sam Darnold. That's exactly what I was going to say. There were people, like Sam Darnold was a higher draft pick, and he had the the pedigree, but their play to this point had been about the same, and everybody said, oh, well, if Kyle Orton could get in a better offense, you you never know. So I I would say that that's a a similar scenario. So Kyle Orton, two firsts and a second, would be like Sam Darnold, two firsts and a second. Yeah, which wouldn't be enough for me for Watson, but that's okay. Uh, But But you you did say it, it would be a conversation starter. Uh, no, it's going to take, I said three first round picks is going to be a conversation. Okay. Uh, see, I was thinking, and especially with, with the jets, assuming that one of those two first round draft picks in a second, like if they did do two first in a second, one of those would be the second pick in the draft this year, Yeah, which is obviously very valuable to know that you've got that pick this year. Yeah. I mean, at least 
two ones and two twos to start. I mean, that, okay. and that's and I'm not taking that. You're gonna have okay. to. You're gonna have to make it better than that. And like I said, Watson's been better than than Jay Cutler was yeah. to this point. In his well, career. and and let's let's look at it this way too, especially for New York. Watson's a bona fide star. He, he's yeah. he's exactly what the kind of player they want in New York. And I and I would rather trade with the Jets because I think they're still going to suck even with him, and they because they do have a lot of holes. But anyway, here's here's what you get, and this is why first round picks are a little bit of a crapshoot. So in 2009, their first round pick Clay Matthews was available. They took Robert Ayers. Okay. Uh, then he traded his 2010 pick to move up and take Alfonso Smith. Mm. You could have had Earl Thomas. He later used the uh, third-round pick to trade up for tight end Richard Quinn. So that was your return for Jay Cutler. So if you're the Texans, eh, maybe. And you want to know how it ties to Houston? Who is a coaching candidate here now that made all these moves? Josh McDaniels. Oh. Don't, Don't bring Josh McDaniels here, okay? Uh, I think we've we've established, but it, it's the irony is there that he was the one who made that kind of trade. He was in Denver. He was the one who demanded all these picks and that he was going to draft these guys. And now, at the on, early onset before Casario got here, was oh Josh McDaniels is going to be the next head coach. I, I'm getting the sense that's not going to be the case now. That maybe that really wasn't ever in the cards. But I mean that was the assumption you make, right? Because they went same old. Yeah, it looked like they were just trying to continue to build Patriot South. Which, you know, I don't want. But it doesn't matter what I want. They're going to do what they do. A couple of calls. Let's try Chris. Go. Hey, guys. So, kind of confused. You said you want to start off with three first-round picks, but you had a trade scenario with Bosa, three first-round picks, and that wasn't interesting. The, The other piece... Say with the Niners without Garoppolo with Casero's background with the with the Patriots. Yeah, I, I think that I think Fred was basically saying, and and I kind of agree with him. I don't think that Garoppolo's very good, and I don't see him getting better. So to me, Garoppolo's he's not interesting. Like if they got Garoppolo, I, I'd prefer them just cut him. <laughs> so it's basically just it'd be it would be Nick Bosa and three firsts. Which is, I, I wouldn't poo-poo it. I, I mean, any time that, you, listen, if you get offered three first-round picks, it, you're, in the, you're in the ballpark. I, I think, I don't know how many players are worth more than three first-round picks. And if you say three first-round picks and Nick Bosa, who, again, Nick Bosa, if healthy, has the potential to be one of the best defensive players in the, in the NFL, it, it's to, I, I, I would take that deal. I, if Fred disagrees, I, I, I would be on it. I'd want more, and I don't want – it's not that I don't want Nick Bosa on my team. It's just I don't need to put that kind of player on this team when you're not going to be good for three years. Right, and, but Nick Bosa's still on his rookie deal. Remember he's still that. on his rookie deal, and by the time you're good, you're going to have to pay him. So you've, you've wasted the years on his rookie deal. I rather I would rather have guys – I want I – want You'd rather have another first-round pick than Nick Bosa? Yeah, I need a top-five pick. I, and that's the other thing. They don't have a top-five pick. I need that. Yeah. I'm not starting anything without that. But if you get if you get three, listen if you get three first rounders and a uh, and a guy like Nick Bosa you can trade two of those first rounders and get up into the top five well, see, I, almost certainly so now you've got two first round picks 
one of them being a top five pick and, and Nick and, Bosa. But, but I got to cut you off here, but here's the problem. You're talking these first round picks like they're all equal. You put that guy on that team. These are picks in the high 20s. Yeah. And I, I mean, I need better than that. I need to gamble a little bit that the teams, like I said, if I, I did it with the Jets, I'd feel pretty good that that's not going to be high 20s. But you think the 49ers are going to be better if yeah. they get a Deshaun Watson? They're, the, they're a contender and I think they get the, Deshaun Watson. And I think the Dolphins are a contender, so I know those picks are going to be bad next year, so i got to get your three this year so that I have a top five pick out of it. Yeah. So, I mean. No, that makes sense. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm looking for, because otherwise you're looking at the kind of package that the Broncos had and you're drafting Robert Ayers or Richard Quinn. And you're not getting anything for him. So, I mean, I have to have at least one premium pick. Let's do one more call. Brandon, go. Hi, guys. Um, I was thinking about a quarterback that probably was traded uh, in his prime. Uh, the name Dante Culpepper came to mind. Uh, Miami gave up the second round to get him. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Um, I, I need to go back and look at that. Because I think he was coming off a couple of really bad years. Yeah, I think Dante Culpepper had sort of a career revival at that point. Yeah, he Um, he had had the huge year in Minnesota. And then uh, I think by the time... hmm, Yeah, I I think uh, by the time he got to Miami, he'd, he'd had a bad year the year before. He had a monster year in 2004. Led the league in yards, yards per game. Uh, that was that was a really good team, and then he fell off big time the next year, and then went to Miami. I, I thought it was a free agent deal because I thought Saban had a choice between him and Breeze and took him. So I don't know if that was traded, but I mean he was really good at Minnesota until 2005. Yeah, and then fell off, and then never did anything. Again. It's hard to remember if these guys got traded or if it was yeah. free agent moves. I don't always yeah. remember. I'd have to go double check, but. Uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number. And Texas Money says second pick's kind of useless to me. You might as well have the fifth or eighth pick. Their sure thing isn't there at two. But you know what? If I have to and somebody's in love with Justin Fields, I'm going to get more picks. Because that, that's the other thing about a top five pick is you can you could turn that into more. A- into many more. Yeah. And like be- sometimes a, a top five pick can turn into – two, three first-rounders down the road, which is crazy, but it can. Yeah, so that's that's why I want that as part of If there's someone who's in love with a quarterback, whether it right. be Fields or Wilson or whoever. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe the Falcons have decided to move on from Matt Ryan. They want to move up from five, and they love Justin Fields. But I'm, I'm certainly in agreement. In this draft, if you're looking for a quarterback, I think there's some really great players in this draft. If you're looking for a quarterback, if you don't have the very first pick, it's a crapshoot. I, 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 there's not another quarterback that I'm like in love with, or that I'd really be thrilled to be using a first round pick on. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the kid from BYU, but not, not as high as he's going to go. Not in the top five. No, I mean, I or, or Trey Lance. Yeah, no thanks. I, I mean, late twenties, sure. I, I'd, I'd take a look at him there, but uh, top five, which is likely where those guys That's are. That's where go. they'll go. They'll both those guys will go in the top ten more than likely. Yeah. So then. Still, Curtin asked, would you rather Darnold and three first-round picks package or two and three first-round picks? I would, I'd rather Darnold. I'd rather have two. I, well, I'd, I'd rather the Darnold package because I think the Jets, even with Watson, won't be as good as the Dolphins would be with Watson. Well, that makes sense. Uh, but I feel like Tua, I, at I, this point, has yeah. more upside than Darnold. Agreed. Uh, so I, I, I'd lean to that package because if – if, I mean, 
I'm not saying that Sam Darnold can't still be a franchise quarterback, but so far we've seen a lot that says he can't. Uh, with Tua, I didn't expect much from him this year. I know people, I guess, I guess people around the league expected him to just take the league by storm. I mean, this is a guy who was coming off a major surgery and had no offseason. I think those were unrealistic expectations. Uh, but I think given you know, given some proper time and some proper coaching, I think Tua still has some real upside. Um, so if you if any if you if you're telling me the you know the picks are close, things like that, but the quarterback that you're getting back could potentially be your replacement franchise quarterback. That package certainly interests me more. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, that's that's a guy that I I still. I agree. The Jets are are uh, your your draft picks will be better after this year, but the, I think that the quarterback would be, would be the most important factor in me me deciding on the Dolphins because I I think Tua's got more more upside potential than Sam Darnold does now. Uh, I agree with that. If I had the first overall pick, though, I'd draft Doctor Linville because no, well, I would draft I would draft Trevor Lawrence. His hair's natural. Yeah, but you know what? It won't be in a few years, and he's going to have to go see Dr. Linville. Dr. Linville's always going to be there to fix the hair, and that's what he does. And, guys, it's your own hair. He just moves it from the back of your head and puts it to where you don't have it. And and it's funny because I I'd thought about a lot of stuff and finally decided, man, I'm just going to shave it. And then I met with him. It's kind of a last-minute deal, and he showed me the process. He said, hey, man, this is called Neograph Procedure. We take the hair off the back of your head. We'll put it here, and it'll grow. And guess what? He was 100% right. And I was like, well, is it going to look good? And he's like, well, look at my hair. And I looked at his, and he's like, yeah, because I had it done too. And his hair looked fantastic. Now, mine doesn't look as good as his, but it's gloriously long now. And it's all thanks to Dr. Linville. He can do the same for you. Just go to 975hair.com and set up a consultation free for ESPN listeners. If you go to 975hair.com, hear what he has to say. Because uh, once you do, you're going to want to get it done. He just wants to help people. He wants to help guys who are losing their hair and don't want to do it. And the beauty of it is we have the technology now. You don't have to. 975hair.com. Get your hair back today. G'day, mate. This is Sam Windsor of the Houston Sabercats. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. That's a four on four. That should be a penalty. Sorry. Money on the line. All right. uh, Let's do the Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. We go to Florida, where Florida man lives in Florida. And Florida man does a lot of entertaining things, but, you know, a lot of times you get drunk and you see a fire truck or something, you think, oh, it'd be fun to steal the fire truck and joyride, but you never really do it. Or, oh, there's a tiki hut on the water. It'd be fun to steal it. (laughs) Uh, And you don't do it, except... Unless you're in Florida, drunk Florida man steals Key West Tiki Bar boat and takes it for a joy ride. Now, I think it's kind of the equivalent of those pedal uh, parties that we have here, except it's on the water. 
Um, yeah, just stole it, took it for a a, a, a joyride, and uh, not wise guys. The shocker: the person showed signs of intoxication and was taken into custody. Don't drink in boat, it says. So, um, yeah, this PSA: don't don't steal stuff like that unless you're Florida man. That that's what he does, right? Can I do a a, a backup gym of the day? Why you didn't like that one? Oh, I did like that one, but this one is sort of similar. Okay, go ahead. Um, did you read the story about the guy in Oregon who stole the car? The, there was a running car, and he took it. No. And there was a child in the backseat, a four-year-old. And obviously, rather than catch kidnapping charges, he came back and lectured the victim of the car theft for leaving her child unattended. <laughs> uh, he said he hopped in the car, drove it, realized there was a four-year-old inside, drove back and ordered her to take the child out of the car, then drove away again. Uh, he, she, <laughs> she was just 15 feet away from the car, uh, when he stole it, uh, but she turned around at the wrong moment. Uh, she went inside to purchase meat and a gallon of milk uh, and says, as moms, we get really busy and we think we're just running in for a second. And this is just a perfect example, perfect example of letting our guards down and how terrible it could have ended. I don't know that it's smart to be to leave your kid in the running car, period, anymore. Yeah, I don't but, think you can do that in this day and age. Uh, the car was recovered a few hours later in Portland. Uh, police are still searching for the thief. Suspect is described as a white male with long, dark brown braided hair, wore a multicolored face mask. He was even wearing a mask. I mean, this is a real gentleman criminal. Uh, so, <laughs> and it says anyone with information can contact Beaverton Police. I Listen, the guy, he ditched the car, took the kid back. L- let's just let him go, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, How about be a better mom? You know, a little probation for him. Yeah, and be a better mom. I, I'm kind of with you on that. And listen, I I, re, I, I don't like thieves, but I, re, I respect honorable thieves. Right. It feels like an honorable guy. Because a dishonorable guy would have kept the kid back there, dumped the kid on the road somewhere, and taken off. Yes. Instead, this guy went back and said, how dare you leave your child in a running vehicle? How irresponsible of you. Imagine being the mom in that case who's getting her car stolen. It's got to just feel terrible. Well, I, I mean, unless she didn't want the kid. She's probably That's true. Going, eh, thanks for stealing it. You know, why'd that you bring him true. back? Why'd you bring him back? Damn it! I mean, I'm, I'm sure you thought of times where it'd be okay for someone to steal your kids. Oh, me never, not me. <laughs> All right, that was your dual Zadok Jewelers gem of the days. The gem of the day. It's the gem of the day. The Zadok Jeweler gem of the day. Gems of the day. A double, yeah. double gym. Yeah. So uh, we talked a little bit about some of the coaching hires, and Brandon Staley will be the new Rams head coach, which is the new Chargers head uh, coach. Chargers, excuse me, uh, which is a former Rams defensive coordinator. Yeah, been hired by the Chargers. Little surprise because I thought that Brian Dable was the guy. It's, there everyone along. talked about him like it was already already locked in. Yeah, that's why it's pretty crazy that that. I mean, the Texans haven't even talked to him, have they? No, no, he hasn't. They haven't even requested yet. So, well, maybe he's just not a. Maybe he doesn't interview well. I, I don't know. Maybe. And I said this at the beginning of the process. He's a Buffalo guy. It's it's entirely possible that he's just happy where he is and isn't looking to be a head coach. Yeah. And there's there is something to that. There's a lot of guys who would rather be the highest paid uh, offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator in the league than be a head coach. 
because you don't have that responsibility. All you've got to worry about is what you're good at worrying about. Um, I, I like to assume that everybody has some sort of ambition to get one of those big jobs, but and they obviously pay better. But there is something to being, you know, only in charge of your business. And if if Brian Dayball gets somewhere and the defense is terrible, and and the offense is rolling and ends up getting fired for it, that's that's not. Yeah, ideal. but I I mean, unless you've been a head coach before, then some guys are happy doing that. I I think a guy who hasn't had a job yet. I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't want to be a head coach. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure there's. I mean, I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm just saying that it's it's possible. He realizes he's in a good situation. Yeah, according to Aaron Wilson, he has decided and he has told the Eagles who were wanting to interview him, "No thanks, I'm going to stay here in Buffalo." So wow. neither so head is, coaching job or, is enticing to him now. And that's the thing. It could also be a situation where I where I said before, if you your very first head coaching job. If you feel like it's a bad spot, like if it's a place you don't think you can have success, it's better to be patient and wait for that ride opening. Are you, and if and if he has another year, Josh Allen has another year like he just had, uh, then his value only continues to go up. But if he were to leave that situation he's in to take over the Texans, for example, and he go he, the next two years they're four and twelve, and he gets canned. Now he's got that four and twelve stink on him in a in a basically taking a job that there was little chance of him succeeding early on anyway well and i think in both cases with the texans and eagles you've got questions about front office guys I mean, yep with the whole howie roseman thing there so um yeah I, I mean i i don't know that i want either of those jobs i think uh yeah I, that atlanta job could have been a good fit for him but yeah uh Seven one. The Chargers job would have been a good fit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I thought. I mean, I said from everything I heard, that was. And I wonder why. I wonder if Matt Eberflus isn't taking an interview now because. I mean, there's nothing else left. That's <laughs> true. And you, you know, I, I was kind of saying, I don't know that he was that high up on the prospects list that he could turn people down, but. You know, and now he's not. So that that's interesting to me too. But I, I would warn him and Eric Bieniemy. I, I mean. You're going to be judged on on the job that you do, and if you go to a no win situation, you'll you'll be considered part of the problem. You know, coaches don't get the luxury of saying, "Well, they just didn't have a good team there." Usually, pl- players you could say, "Oh, well, he he stunk, but he didn't have anybody good around him." The coach, boy, if that's your first gig you and ba- there's nothing ba- else to look at, yeah, you basically got two years. Yeah, what you've got and. And, now, and coaches get fired so fast now in the NFL. Yeah, but you know what, though? Almost nobody goes into those jobs thinking, I can't turn this around. That's true. You know, everybody thinks, I'm going to get in here. And especially if you're looking at the Texans, you're like, okay, I, I'm going to fix this defense. I'm going to bring in this guy to run. It's going to be much better. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get more out of Deshaun Watson. And this team was close last year. We're going to win a lot more games. That's how they think. Nobody's ever going to come in thinking, boy, this team sucks. I'm lucky to have yeah. a job. If, no, you, you're right. if you do, you're getting fired in a year. That's 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 what. But I think everybody can look at this Texans job and go, boy, that is a lot of work. I I would just say I'd have a lot of questions. And yeah, but you'd still look at Deshaun if he's staying there and say, oh, man, I got this guy. I can win. I can do better than the guys did last year because I'm a better coach than them. All right, and and that may be true. Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five ninety two five. To call in. 
to the HRNP listener line, dial 713-780-ESPN. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 713-780-3776. How do you choose what to emphasize when we come back? What do you mean? Sometimes we are back on The Blitz. Or sometimes it's we are back on The Blitz. Or we are back on the blitz. Like it's always a little bit different. How do you decide? Um, you know, I just, I just kind of rotate. You, you know? spice it up yeah, better I, than anybody in the business. Well, I was trying say, to be trying to be different. You know, a so, lot of guys go for like a full time catchphrase. Like, what up, H Town? You, hello, how you doing? Whatever it is, <laughs> I, I mean, you do a, uh, you do a good job of keeping it uh, fresh. Um, well, you know, you just it, it, if it's different every time. You know, if you're going to do the same thing every time, but it's a little bit different, then, you know, it, it's like uh, playing different notes on your guitar. You know, I'm doing the same. Uh, like, I'm like, doing can you it. imagine if Joel said, what up, H-Town? Hey, how you doing? Like, it would be different. It, it's just to- a totally different yeah, vibe. But doesn't he only do that at the open? Yes. Okay. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't speak for what others do. <laughs> I am merely... You know, Miller, just Miller, trying to be the best version of Fred. Exactly. And just trying to, to do the best radio I can in the little time I have left on this planet. So I like that. Um, Not that you have a little bit of time left. I, I, I'm probably exaggerating just a little bit, but that's okay. Um, Padres got Joe Musgrove today. I heard, man. They've put together quite a staff, huh? Yeah. I, that's uh tell you what, man. And they haven't given, like, they had seven prospects in the top 100. I think they've given up one of them in all these deals. I mean, they've, they've, <laughs> there's a lot of teams who are looking to cut payroll right now. And here, here are the Padres just saying, well, bring it on. And it's funny because the Padres are in the situation that, like, the Chargers are. Like, they're looking up and they're seeing the Dodgers and they're like, okay, well, this team is going to be – this is what we've got to deal with for the next, you know, 10 years. Right. This Dodgers team is just built to last. So it's ballsy to to put all your chips in on these guys. It only takes one run, though, and we've seen it. Because the the Dodgers, yes, they won it last year, but that's one. That's one. And the, they're going to win some more, but they're not going to win it every year. And and I, I love that they're taking advantage of the fact that everybody else is panicking and not yep. spending money, and you got the Padres and the Mets out there just saying, all right, let's, let's go build. Yeah, See, I, I, I respect it. I love that. I think uh, – you know, and in fact, I hope they. I hope they win. I hope they do well. Yeah, I do too. I I I hope those teams that are out doing that get rewarded. And I, it, it's hard not to root for the Padres because Tatis is so much fun. Yep. And you know, it's San Diego. It's a, they're hard to hate. They're and they're, the, and they're Padres. I mean, who doesn't like a Padre? And they're for doing maybe little boys, but they're doing kind of what the the Blue Jays talked about doing. Like the Blue Jays came into this offseason basically saying we're going to add, add, add. Uh, to, and we've got a young, good core. We're going to spend a bunch of money. And I, I'm not saying the Blue Jays haven't tried to. They just haven't been able to make the splashes that I think they were they were planning on making. Yeah, and it looks like they're uh, probably going to finish second to the Mets for George Springer from what I'm seeing. 
and finishing second does you no good. Yeah, I mean, like it's that. like you can be second ten times on these guys, and that does you nothing. So, no. uh, let's get one more call in today from Nick. What's up, Nick? Hey guys, um, with the Sean Watson trade talk, if you're trading Watson, aren't you going to just hit the reset on the whole team and try to trade anybody of value, like Hunsell, try to get a couple of first rounds or a first and a second, uh, trade off Cooks for a second, maybe Eric Reed if he can get anything, anything for JJ, and just try to sell and get picks and then even trade those picks back for more picks like you were talking about. I'd, I'd say the only guy that has value on this team outside of, of Deshaun is J.J., uh, or, I mean, is Laramie Tunsil. I mean, J.J.'s got value. I mean, maybe you could get a, a third or fourth for him. Uh, but Laramie Tunsil, if I had a young quarterback, I would want to keep Laramie Tunsil because I don't want him to turn into a David Carr. Well, not only that, if you do trade Watson, the, the cap hit you're going to have to eat is ridiculous. You can't trade you both You can't of afford them. to trade Tunsil, yeah. No, no, because you're going to have to do the same thing. And, and now, uh, so no, you, you don't. And plus, he's young enough that... He'll still be a factor when you do turn it around. Yeah. And the truth is, the, and you already paid the Texans him. just don't have a lot of quote-unquote assets that yeah, other teams are, would be interested in. Gonna, I mean, maybe you get a fifth for Brandon Cooks, maybe. Maybe. And you just gave up a second for him. Yeah, and you know, again, though, I don't think any of this is going to happen. I still think it's less than 5% chance that Watson gets dealt. But Well, uh, listen, if you remember uh, – John McClain tweeted, he has a better chance of becoming the Texans' next head coach than Deshaun does of getting traded. Well, you think guys, the odds, have, have your odds changed, John? Guys, we're going to have to go out there and play really hard today. <laughs> I want you to play good offense and good defense and good special teams. If we do that, we're going to win the games. Oh, boy. Yeah, but I, I still think that he's right. I mean, I, well, I don't think he's going to be the head coach. <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't think Watson gets traded. All right, we gotta... I, I don't either. But I, I I do think that the the odds are better that Watson gets traded than he's the head coach now. Uh, yeah, I but think, I, those I odds think have, that was those always odds have flipped. I think that was always the case. Uh, because one of them, it may be the slimmest possibility, but it's a possibility. The other one, I, I can't coach. I've never been a coach. Don't know how to coach. Not my thing. Plus, they take away my Hall of Fame vote. <laughs> No, I ain't giving up that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I, I, I think, uh, although, and, and I think even John would admit this, they're they're not around the people in the building much this year because of all the COVID stuff. So it is harder. I mean, you can still talk on the phone with people, but it's harder to get that kind of a real gauge. But yeah. then he also had, I mean, he had the interview with Cal McNair last week. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they talked about a lot more than what was actually, um, printed. So I, I, you know, I trust John on stuff like that, but we'll see. I mean, he also said Easterby wasn't going anywhere so far. He's right. But I think at some point, at some point, the fallout here, it's just, it's hard when you've been made into a villain. And I don't know if Jack Easterby is anywhere near as bad as what he was portrayed in that article. Uh, I, my guess is no, but I guess I'm guessing some of it's true. Yeah, but the problem is, is that the fan base has made him the bad guy, and somebody has to be the bad guy. It's not just uh, O'Brien anymore. Everybody's still mad about the Hopkins trade. Now they're mad about they might lose Watson, and that's all going to fall on him, fair or not. So we shall see. I, I my hope is, is that now that they've got a GM in place, that he's gonna he's gonna fix all this. 
mean, that's what you brought him in for, right? And he's a respected dude. That that much I know. So doesn't mean he's going to do a great job, but I'm I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, which I, one of these days I'm going to quit giving the Texans the benefit of the doubt because <laughs> they always. Eventually you'll smarten up. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's just like, it, it, it's like the girlfriend that you're going out with and it's like, yeah, I'll sleep with you tonight. It's like, oh, I have a headache. And then the next night it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't feel well. And then the next night it's like, I'm going out with my friends. And then finally, after about three months, you realize you're not sleeping with her. Now, this has been eight years. Are you years. describing your marriage right now? No, I'm, 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 I'm talking about Texans. <laughs> talking about oh, Texans. Okay. I'm coming there. Yeah. So, um, interestingly enough, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Urban Meyer looking at Anthony Weaver to be the Jags' new defensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, if I'm the Texans, I hope that he hires Anthony Weaver. Well, Please it, do it. Yeah. Well, hey, well, don't you get a – well, it's a lateral move, so I don't know if you'd get one of those third-round picks for it. No, but who cares? It it helps yeah. you out. Well, you're not – I mean, you're not – And a new back. head coach would want to bring in his own people anyway, I assume. Yeah, he also interviewed Raheem Morris, who I think would be a better hire. But that's just me. 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. That, that is an interesting thing because they create this rule where you get draft picks – but if it's the guy you developed and he was your D.C. and he just goes to be a D.C. somewhere, you don't get anything. Yeah. Listen, he stunk it up this year anyway. The Texans, if the Texans don't yeah. have to pay the rest of his contract, it's worth it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Phil Curtin says, Fred, you're Mr. Positive. You can't ever stop giving them the benefit of the doubt. I, that I'm, is kind of your move. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm always going to be positive about stuff uh, until – and. You know, I'm giving Nick Casario the benefit of the doubt because of what I've been told about the guy. But if he comes out here and hires Josh McDaniels, then I'm done. I'm done. There's no way. But it's not going to happen. I, I, I'm going to choose to be positive because what else do I have? I mean, I, I if because they're making national news. We have to talk about them. I have to have something to hold, something to hang my hat on besides my glowing mane. It has to be something else. So, 713-780-3776. I'm always positive but cynical. Like, I I hope for the best, but I expect the worst. I kind of figure it's probably going to be the worst. But, hey, maybe they'll surprise me just once. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but, like, everybody who got their asses kicked last week was tweeting about the teams that beat them losing. Can can we can we get that out of the whole Twitter repertoire? Like Jamal Adams was tweeting about the Rams after they got their ass kicked last week. Yeah, Will Compton of the Titans did it. He mocked the Ravens on Twitter. It's like you got your ass kicked yeah, by the Ravens. You lost. Ugh. You got to be quiet. You should have to be quiet. Yeah, I I think when you lose, you should be banned from Twitter. So that, that's just me. Well, I'm with you. Um, is Jameis going to be the next Ryan Tannehill? I, I, if it's going to happen, that's the place, right? Uh, it, once Breeze is gone, I, I mean, it seems that way. Um, I, I think it's funny. It, he only threw the ball one time yesterday, and he was the best quarterback on their team. <laughs> but I mean, I think if, if he, if anybody can turn him into a reclamation project, it's Sean Payton. I agree. And I would have liked to have seen him play more when Breeze was out. 
but you know, oh well. That's the concern is that if he wasn't even good enough to be the backup when Breeze got hurt. Yeah. And I've I've heard that they consider him more of a possibility for the long term option than Taysom, but yeah, you know, I I don't know. I mean, that's not what I saw. They didn't act like it. Yeah, I think. Uh, you know, I'm only trying to be positive because Bill O'Brien's dead, and I've had to deal with that for all these years. That I'm just hoping that whoever they bring in is is just going to be better than Bill O'Brien. It's a low bar, man. It, that's like a bar an inch off the ground. But there you have it. Seven one three seven eight zero. Oh, am I doing seven one three? It's. I didn't even realize this. We only have one segment left. It's huh? all over, but the crying, Fred. Actually, it's all over, but the dumbassery. Yeah. Well, we're, were there any dumbasses that cried? I don't think so. I don't think I have a crying dumbass. All right. Uh, well, guys, I got to tell you about my bookie, where I bet that hockey over, which is looking awful here as the first period winds down with no score. Although both teams are, are firing a lot, we're just not getting anything. But. Um, yeah, my bookie is the place to play. Went two and one on hockey over the weekend, one and two, excuse me, and one and one on the football. But then hit a bunch of horse racing on there because I play it all on my bookie. And you've got the same opportunity. You got three football games left to bet on in the NFL, and and at all. But you got college basketball, March Madness coming up, and you've got MMA, soccer, big MMA coming up, and you can jump on these hockey overs. It's all at my bookie, mybookie.ag. And check out their mobile-friendly website. Take advantage of a half-deposit match up to $1,000. Just use the promo code RADIO when you make your first deposit. And uh, you can use, uh, there's all kinds of ways to deposit. Credit card, bank transfer, Bitcoin, and more. It's mybookie.ag. Bet, win, get paid. Use promo code RADIO for the half-deposit match up to $1,000. Mybookie.ag. I'm trying to stay paid. When I die, I put my money in a When I die, I put my money in a grave. I really got to put a couple in a place. The Blitz Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. See, the Maple Leafs Twitter is just rubbing it in. Scoreless following a fast-paced first period. God, they're up and down. Bunch of shots. Nothing. I feel like a dumbass. Yeah, uh, a lot of people do. I don't know who the real dumbass in this situation is. Did you read the story about the guy who lived at O'Hare Airport for three months? No. A man was found to be living in a secure part of of uh, the airport because he was too scared to go home due to COVID. He he'd been living in O'Hare Airport since October nineteenth. He lives in L.A. Uh, he was approached by two United employees and apprehended by police, arrested and charged with criminal trespass to a restricted area and theft. He managed to remain undetected for so long in part because he found an airport employee's lost ID badge, which enabled him to access a secure part of the airport. Other passengers had reportedly been giving him food during his prolonged stay. Uh, A judge said, you're telling me that an unauthorized non-employee individual was allegedly living within a secure part of the O'Hare airport terminal 
from October 19th to January 20, uh, January 16th and was not detected, I want to understand you correctly. The court finds these facts and circumstances quite shocking for the alleged period of time that that occurred. Uh, being in, an, in a secured part of the airport under a fake ID badge, allegedly, uh, that seems to be the biggest issue he's got facing him. But, I mean, this he's unemployed with a master's degree in hospitality, has no criminal <laughs> record. But they do say they, his alleged actions make him a danger to the community. Not wise, guys. That's a long time to live like that. Yeah, well, guess what? It'll get him used to prison. I guess so. Get used to it, Bubba. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Um, a judge charged an attorney with contempt. Uh, overshook, overcome by shock and astonishment, court attendees raised their hands to cover their open mouths Tuesday as Judge Julie Kalin ruled Louisville defense attorney Shamika O'Neill in direct criminal contempt after an unusual dispute in a virtual session of court. Uh, as part of the plea deal was discussed, Burns expressed confusion. O'Neill explained that Burns, her client, is mentally ill. It's fine that he has mental illness, but that doesn't mean that we can go through with a plea if he doesn't understand what he's agreeing to. Burns told the court that he isn't mentally ill, uh, and she said uh, they asked uh, to be withdrawn, and he said, no, ma'am, the motion is denied. Why? He won't accept the plea. O'Neill, speaking over the judge, explained that Burns had caused multiple problems at the Louisville Metro Department of Corrections and won't accept her legal advice. You're now disparaging your client to this court. Uh, she said, I bet it don't happen again. Goodbye. And she hung up on the uh, on the court. That doesn't seem like the proper way to ask not to uh, take care of your client anymore. Mark my words, if you take adverse action against me, you better be sure about it because you made some mistakes here today. I will hold you to, or I will attempt to hold you civilly or however responsible that I can, and that's my word. That's the attorney to the judge. So usually not the best idea for an attorney to attack the judge. If I'm the client, I'm not real happy about that either. Yeah, I think I want a new attorney. Yeah, well, she wanted to do a new client, so I guess I don't give out. a she did not. Well, that's, uh, and, and Judge Julie, what did she have to say? Well, she said that you're going to be held in contempt of court. So, uh, that I, I mean, obviously she wasn't thrilled about the behavior. This is, uh, this is pretty gnarly. A, uh, this is a, an England story because they call her a mum. A mum who ate miniature fireworks after mistaking them for pop rocks has been left with harrowing injuries. She thought they were candy. The 48-year-old found a box of fun snacks in a cost cutter among lollipops. She was left with chemical burns after popping them into her mouth. They burst inside her mouth, leaving her with a cracked tooth and burns to her lip and mouth. I remember the moment I crunched down on a handful of the sweets, and instantly there were explosions in my mouth. I felt a burning pain straight away. (sighs) I, I, I mean, I guess that they were in the candy section, allegedly. But she's acting like it's somebody's fault besides her own. You can't tell that that's a firecracker when you pull it out of the box? What are you, an idiot? And did you light it? I don't know. No, it's the, like the kind that you throw on the ground and oh. they make the little pop. Yeah, the popper. Oh, that's not even that bad. Well, it was bad enough to knock her teeth out. <laughs> like so typical English. Yeah, well, welcome, welcome to Birmingham. Uh, and finally, this is impressive. A man in Union Township 
uh, Indiana has been arrested for drunk driving. Uh, he was going 70 miles an hour in a 35 mile an hour in a, a gray infinity. The officer stopped the vehicle. They said that he smelled of alcohol and had speech so slurred. His name's Jesse James, by the way. <laughs> had speech so slurred that the officer had a hard time understanding him. He was taken to the uh, to the hospital for a blood draw. What's your best guess on blood alcohol content? Uh, well, first off, was the officer the coward Robert Ford? I think it might have been. Okay, then I'm going to go point three one. Ooh, that's a good guess. Point four one. Wow, it's too damn high. More than five times the legal limit of point oh eight. Jesse stated he was not drunk, and if he was in fact a point four one, he wouldn't be alive. Which that's fair. I mean, that's a fair argument. Yeah. He faces a felony count of driving while intoxicated with a prior conviction and lesser drunken driving charges. And that, friends, is the dumbass report. <sighs> that's pretty impressive. There's not too many people that I, I mean. Point four one. That's strong work, man. Because I remember that that vodka chick who was like point three eight, and we were all like celebrating. Yeah, her. well, point three eight uh, for a woman. That is very very. Hot. And she was a tiny. Yeah, that's true. So, Which I guess that, that that's a contributing factor. If you're a small person, you're vodka will Sam. Be high. That was her name. That's right. It's amazing the crap I can remember. Vodka Sam. Point four one. So I'm I mean, wondering what the it. highest recorded on record is. I don't know for someone who lived. That's who, something yeah, who lived? Because I mean, otherwise, I mean, obviously, if you're over that, you're supposed to die. Aaron, that's some something for you to research, my friend. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you can find something on this. Because now I need to know. I mean, is is point four one top ten all time? I mean, it's got to be up there. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, you get into the point four range, you're legendary. Yeah, I don't know. The, the article I'm finding references uh, higher number. Oh, like somebody in Poland at one point had a one point zero two four. Poland and lived. There's a Polish joke there. But That's he, impressive. Uh, but they they lived. found a Polish man asleep and half naked out on the streets in a snowy Polish winter. Wow. A woman in Cal- or, uh, yeah, a woman in California a was found dead. Her blood alcohol was 1.4. Okay, that yeah, doesn't count. You die, I yeah, yeah that dead. doesn't even count. I want people who survived. Yeah. Because then it's, it's not impressive if you just drink yourself to death. If you drink yourself to the brink of death and live, now that's a story. So there's one more. A guy survived a car crash in Poland, and his blood alcohol content was 1.48. Okay, oh I, I got to tell you, are, they're I, I, can't, than us. I can't trust these Polish numbers, I have to say. <laughs> you think their machines are off? Uh, yeah, I, I got to say, I think there's a... Uh, when, when you've got your two guys are from the same place there... You're not buying it. No, I'm not buying it. That that's like, uh, you know, never mind. I'm not. I, I was going to make a bad joke, and I don't want to do it. I want to go out on a positive. So I'm going to put the brakes on it, and those brakes are new brakes. And man, I've had so many people tell me the same thing. Man, I called these guys. They came out. They took care of me. They were great. They were affordable. I saved a bunch of money. I didn't have to go to a brake shop or a dealer because new brakes comes to you, and brakes are what they do, and it's all they do. And Jake and the guys, they just want you to have a good experience. Get your brakes taken care of. Never leave your house. That simple. Or your work. You can be working. If you're at the office, they can come do it there, too. 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty. And if you just go to newbrakes.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com, 
mention ESPN, you're going to get 10% off your service. And the cool thing is you go to the website and they're going to get right back to you with a surprise free repair quote. And everything is they minimize contact with customers. So everything's social distance and tons of great reviews on Yelp. Tons of great reviews from the Blitzers who all say the same thing. Thanks to thanks for sending me to new breaks N U B R A K E S dot com. Mention ESPN, 10% off your service, newbreaks.com. ESPN 97.5.